So I binge watched a show this whole weekend. Oh, it was uh, a new one. It, it's an FX. It's an FX on Hulu show. Yet okay. it was a Hulu original. Okay. So I guess maybe FX just produced it. Anyway, it's called The Bear. The Bear. The Bear, and it stars. I'm unfamiliar. Um, one of the guys who was on the show Shameless. He was one of the brothers. Okay. And the basically the concept of the show is he's this really high end chef was like the head chef at the best restaurant in the world. Okay. And he, his older brother, you find out, dies. And he leaves them, him, their family restaurant. It's a sh- little sandwich shop in Chicago. And he okay. makes the decision to leave the high-end culinary arts world and go try to manage the brother's restaurant and pay off all these debts and try to make it functional and, like, put in a system. And just, it's very chaotic. It's almost like Uncut Gems where it's just, like, there's just noise and movement yeah. constantly happening. Like, when, the like when you know, dinner service is ready, it's on. Yeah. And one of the main characters is, well, the guy from Shameless. And there was another one who's the old manager of the restaurant mm-hmm. who was the older brother's best friend. And he, man, they call him cousin because they're all Italian. So it's like it was yeah. the older brother's best friend. He was the one who's in charge of the restaurant. So now mm-hmm. naturally the two of them are buttonheads. So the whole time I'm watching this this show, I'm like, where do I know this friend from? And I'm like, look, he's an older guy. And I'm like, the hell do I know him from? And I'm just, and you know me, I'm not going to look it up. I need, yeah, I need, you got, you need, I need to get it. The satisfaction of figuring it out I on your own. I need to get it. Yeah. So it's only eight episodes. They're like 30 minute episodes, right? So I'm like, all right. So I watched it over two days. Around the fourth or fifth episode, it opens with a flashback, right? And you see the older brother. One, guess who plays the older brother? Who? John Bernthal. Oh. I was just like, okay. Hi, John Bernthal. The Punisher. The Punisher. And I'm watching it. It's a flashback. It's him interacting with his brother, the sister. And then he's having scenes with the friend. And I'm watching him banter. And I have a light bulb. It was fucking micro. No, it, it was wasn't. micro from the Punisher show. It was the Punisher and micro. And micro. And they were best friends. And it did not click into me until I literally, the minute I saw them two together and they both like had a banter moment, I was like, holy crap. And then I looked it up on IMDb to confirm like my- To confirm that you got it. To confirm. And it was, yeah. Punisher and Micro have a like a scene together on another show. I didn't know I was going to binge the bear this week, but thanks for that. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Nick Iricchio. And we are the Movie Nights. Well, some of them. If you're watching this, is because you want to hear our uncensored... Unfiltered. ...thoughts and opinions about the world of movies and entertainment news, so kick back. Relax. And thank you for being a part of the conversation. Boom. Goes the dynamite. The dynamite. Nice. Dude, it's almost like we finished each other's... Sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Please don't sue me, Disney. <laughs> it was an accident. Don't sue us. We have no money. We have nothing. We have nothing. Um, good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, not too much to talk about this week, but there's no, a lot. But no. there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. There is. And listen, I'm not wasting any fucking time today. We're doing the box office. We're doing the box office right up the fucking bat. But before we dive into that, yes, you wrote down what everyone's predictions last week's were. Yes. Yes, Kyler. Myself and nope, and, you killed someone. Oh, the vulture! You killed no, the vulture. Sony did that. 
Hashtag it's Morbin time. God damn it. Any whoozle. Last week, as you know, we were talking about our, our predictions for the top five for the box office this week. Uh, I, I listed my top five. Kyler listed his. And based off of context clues, I pieced together Dalton's. Because I never I, officially yeah, did I one. checked with him beforehand, and he said, based on what he said, he will go with these as his prediction. Yes. So, how should I do? Should I just boom? All right. Yep. So, Nick, me. I had in the number one spot Elvis, mm-hmm. number two Top Gun, followed by Lightyear, Black Phone, and coming in fifth Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. Kyler had Lightyear as number one, Top Gun, Elvis, Black Phone, and in fifth Jurassic World Dominion. Dalton, you had Top Gun as number one, Elvis, the Black Phone, Lightyear, and then in fifth Jurassic World Dominion as well. So really, a lot of us don't overlap, like at all, except for Kyler and I had four and five. But like our first three are different for each of us. Crazy what context clues will do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you approved it. I don't want to hear any no, complaining. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, based off of the evidence, I would have done the same thing. It's it's hard to get through my sentences sometimes, <laughs> both as the speaker and the listener. Yeah, and uh, buddy. Are you ready for these fucking numbers, dude? <laughs> I haven't looked at him yet. I want that. I have that is not, true. He has not. I have not that seen them so that I could blind I react to this. I texted Kyler around three. Yeah. And I was like, dude, wait till you see these box office numbers. He said, oh, homie, I looked him up. <laughs> <laughs> he was very excited. It, it very it intrigued him very much. All right. So here we go. Coming in at number one. Okay. Was Elvis. Oh, hell yeah. With $31 million. Okay. Coming in second place by less than a million dollars, Top Gun Maverick at $29.6 million. A little over a million. Only dropped 34% from week four to week five. Mm -hmm. Jumped from four to two. Coming in at number three, Jurassic World Dominion, which took a 55% drop to week three. Not bad. Making another $26 million. Coming in fourth, the Black Phone with $23 million. Mm-hmm. Had a budget of 18. We're rocking and rolling, baby, on Black Phone. Good for them. Coming in number five, Lightyear, which took a 64% drop to 18% in fifth place. That is your top five of the box office, ladies and gentlemen. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> we knew we knew it was going to be a shit show. That's wild. Like, that like is going into wild. it, we knew it was going to be. a shit I mean, show. in fairness, we we except for Kyler who had Light Years number one, but like I feel like it was a pretty good indicator indicator that it was it was Elvis or Top Gun. Yeah, but two things surprised me. How much is? Well, actually, one thing surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, Jurassic World held not bad. Only a 50, 55 drop. Yeah, on its third third week. Third week. So we we predicted Light Year taking a pretty big drop. But I also thought Jurassic was going to take a big drop. Yeah. Um, I thought Black Phone... Black Phone did better number-wise than I thought it was, but Mm -hmm. I really thought it was going to take that third place, just being a new release and all. Yeah. But, hey, that's how the tide goes today. But, dude, the whole day, I was, like, getting the show ready. I'm like, what are these fucking numbers? (laughs) What's it going to come out as? But I want to dive a little bit deeper into the numbers. Yeah. Um, let's start with Lightyear. Mm-hmm. Um, on a budget of two hundred million dollars, 
It's made 152 worldwide. Oof. That's like 0.6? 0.8. 0.8 it's per yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we got uh, a while to go on that one, and so I, don't, I don't think it's going to do much. So no, no Woody's Roundup. No Woody's movie coming anytime soon, buddy. Uh, next, I want to take a look at The Black Phone. Mm-hmm. On a budget of 18, I believe it's 18.5, 18.8, somewhere around there. It's not listed on the numbers website. Worldwide, it's made 36. Mm-hmm. So it's almost double. So we're rocking and rolling, baby. Anything after this weekend's profit. That's how Lum, that's how yeah. Blumhouse goes. I don't. I think it's going to end up having a... a well, I, we'll see. I don't know. Because I would think horror typically has a good drop-off because everyone's like a horror movie. Yeah, and it's a good horror movie. That's the thing we'll is into. word of mouth going to bump it. Yes. We'll see. Because we also have Minions opening up next week. And that is... That's going to be number one. I, I'm I'm making the prediction do, do, now. Do you remember the rant I told you I had about? It's all minions, baby. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's but all, yeah, but yeah. I'm letting the world know now. No mm-hmm. labyrinths. Minions will open number one next week. Yeah. Black phone. Yeah. Might open number two. Or not open, but it might be number two or three. You think it'll kick up over? I don't think. I think Elvis is going to have a hold. Elvis will have a hold. Might be. Th- I'm thinking it might be three. Elvis is third. No, no, no. Black phone. I think it's gonna go minions. Elvis, black phone, Top, Top Gun. Gun, Jurassic. That's my prediction. <laughs> hold on. Let me get. Hold on. Get let out. me get, get a pen. Out. Get it out. Get it out. Get a pen. Oh, this is happening. We should start doing this. As I like, love this. as like a weekly segment. Yeah. Just I mean, we, the box office always is. But we predict the order. We'll do our predictions. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to get a pen, guys. No, it happened. Hey, hey, hey. Just hold, hold for show. I wasn't expecting to write. It's gonna be okay. There we go. Boom. All right. So, my predictions for so next this is, week. This is Fourth of July, right? Yeah, Fourth, Fourth of July weekend. I mean, it better fucking make a bunch of money next week because the God of Thunder's rumbling behind yep. it. Oh yeah. So next right. week predictions. Yep. For Dalton. Yep. Minions number one. Minions. Elvis number two. Elvis. I'm gonna fucking do it. Black phone number three. Black phone. Top Gun number four. Top Gun. Jurassic number five. Okay. All right. Call me crazy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Minions. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm gonna go Elvis. gonna go top gun okay that's probably the safer bet i'm i'm doing this out of hope <laughs> for black phone yeah i'm gonna go but, top gun i'm gonna go i'm gonna go jurassic mm-hmm. and i'm on i'm gonna go black phone in fifth man why you do this let, let me tell you though black phone is incredible oh yeah no we're gonna talk about it later but just horror i i because but but, all, the, but the word of mouth on this movie all of us had jurassic world last I know I put I know I put you in the context of it. Yeah, but but, but it was tr- third. But the truth is, that movie got an A minus cinema score. Why? So did Elvis. Yeah, Elvis is better though. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying in terms of our prediction for it holding yeah, next week. That, that is that's fair. I'm I'm sticking with mine. My my thing is Top Gun's still going to be in the top five. Mm-hmm. I think Thor is when it will finally get out. If it stays in the top five after Thor, wow. But yeah. Um, Top Gun, I think, now that it's hit a certain thing that I'm going to get to in a second, mm-hmm. I think it's finally on its way out. On its out, yeah. Now, 
Speaking of that, it though. It hasn't even begun to peak. <laughs> Let's go to another thing. Let's look, look words. Let's look at Jurassic World's numbers. Mm-hmm. On a budget of 165 million, it has made 748 million worldwide. Buddy, that might be the number two billion right there. The, num- the number two $1 billion movie, yeah. which we'll get to number one here in a second. Here. Yeah. But hey, 4.5 times the budget. Universal's not pissed. It's impressive. Yeah, no, not Especially at all. for how not great that movie was. Yeah, that too. Hey, make some money, do it. Hey, if people like it, good for them. Coming in at number two was Top Gun Maverick, like we said. And ladies and gentlemen, we have our first $1 billion movie. Ding, 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 of 2022 ding. it was not dr strange 2 like we thought it would be i got close it, mm-hmm. i think it ended around nine right under 950 yeah and it's now in disney plus now so they're probably going to edge it out of theaters but top guns worldwide box office is now 1 billion 5 million congratulations tim cruise tim cruise and on a production budget of 170 million it's made 5.9 times his budget back Top Gun was made for less money than Lightyear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, animation is very difficult and expensive. Yeah. Now let's take a look at Elvis. On a production budget of $85 million, mm-hmm. it's made worldwide 51 Not a bad start. Honestly, that's a... I would have guessed much higher based on what I saw. Yeah, but it's. I think it's going to end up making money. Like, yeah. I think it will hold next next week. Mm-hmm. That'll put it around, at least domestically, around the budget with the worldwide numbers. It'll be a little bit higher. I think it's going to end up fine. Well, I just meant, like, there's so much happening in that movie that mm-hmm. I'm shocked that the budget was that low. Oh. I, I, I would have guessed the 120 to 150 range. I got you. I got but you. But all I that means is that Austin Butler was not paid enough and Tom <laughs> Hanks was paid too, too much. much. I think you might be right about that. Based on what I saw in that movie. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. But yeah. Um so, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special treat for you. That's all I have to say about the box office. But Nick came to the apartment today and he said, I have box office things to talk about, and he fucking refused to tell me what they were. So I'm very nervous about this. But Nicholas, with his little notepad, go ahead and tell me what you wanted to talk about box office wise, homie. So I I, I, I found something out and then I just spiraled basically right so we're seeing minions rise of Gru on on, thursday on thursday yes so i just in my mind right i'm like why is i I get why there's a minion sequel but i was like why is there a minion (laughs) sequel so i go to i go to a little box you know i got a, a little research thing you know what i discovered dalton what did you discover my guy one the first minions made over a billion dollars. Yeah. Two, Minions is the fifth highest grossing animated movie of all time. Okay. Number one is the Lion King remake. Mm-hmm. I have counted as animated. It is counted as animated, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, Frozen 2, Frozen, Incredibles 2, and then Minions. That blew my mind. So then I dug a little deeper. All right, we're spiraling here. <laughs> I'm so happy you fucking did I, I discovered, because then I started looking at the highest gross in animated movies by year. From 2013 to 2019, 
except for 2014. Mm-hmm. So I guess technically 2015 and 2019, but 2013, the highest grossing animated movie each year made over a billion dollars. So at least one movie a year animated made that. But what's interesting, and this is what I want to get to about Minions, this is what it's all leading to, is animated movies during the pandemic era have not done well. Yes. Pixar released a lot on Disney+. Plus. Lightyear, we're seeing, is not doing gangbusters. It's only at, what would we say, 70, 50, 70? Yeah. Right? 2020, the highest grossing animated movie was a Demon Slayer movie, which mm-hmm. made $500 million. The highest grossing animated movie of 2021 was Sing 2 which made $400 million. Mm-hmm. And currently, as it stands now, the highest-grossing animated movie of 2022 is Bad Guys at $240 million. So Good one, for Bad Guys. Yeah, with that in mind, can Minions 2 pull off the billion? It might. But the pandemic animated movies have not done well. Yes. I'll, I'll give you two reasons why. Yes. Like you said, the first Minions made yeah. over a billion. Doesn't guarantee the second one will. It does not. They have their audience of the kids and the parents who are going to take their kids to see it, right? Yeah. I had zero interest mm-hmm. in seeing Minions 1. I still have not seen Minions 1. Yeah. I bought tickets <laughs> for Minions 2. Yeah. Because I think the trailers are fucking great. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Mm. And I'm not saying it'll make more than Minions 1, but I think people who normally wouldn't bother are like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, you know what else was extremely successful this year? Jackass Forever. Yeah. More successful than it had any right to be. You know why? Because mm. we had the worldwide pandemic happen, and people were like, you know what? I'm going to go have fun with <laughs> these dumbass people and yeah. go watch them do dumb shit. And it was great. So I think that's going to happen again, but with kids. And with people like me. Maybe they see the animated movies that have come out, and they're like, I'll just get that on streaming. I'm yeah. not going to de- drag my I, kids. That's exactly what happened with Lightyear. But the Minions. So then I have one more little thing for you. Did you know that the Despicable Me franchise, so Despicable Me 1, 2, 3, and Minions, not even counting the new one, is the highest grossing animated franchise ever? I did not know that. Those four movies this collectively combined have made $3.7 billion. Oh, my God. Despicable Me 3 also grossed over a billion. This beats out. You, so it's at $3.7 billion. Mm-hmm. The second franchise is Shrek. These numbers also include spinoffs. So Despicable like Me. Boots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Puss in Boots and four Shrek movies at $3.5 billion. This also includes all the Ice Age, you know, in I think the top five, it was like this, Despicable Me, Shrek. And Toy Story? Ice Age, Toy Story. Yeah. What the fuck? And then I think Frozen 2, but both those made like a billion dollars each, so. But yeah, Despicable Me is the highest grossing animated movie franchise. It's holding that spot, and the new movie hasn't even come out yet. That is wild to me. Fucking go, Despicable Me, man. I'm going to go to all the so, movies now. So you think to yourself, basically this is what it's going to, you think to yourself, like I did, why are there so many fucking minions everywhere? Why did Universal because it's number one, baby. double down on minions? They're- 
And it's because their first movie grossed a billion dollars and they're the highest anime, gross animated <laughs> franchise of all time. Shrek can't even take it off because Puss in Boots 2 is going to Netflix. Mm-hmm. And Toy Story's done. Um, oh, and Toy Story includes Lightyear. I did confirm that on the mm-hmm. list. Yeah. All the ice. Yeah. Clears them all with four movies. <laughs> the new one opens this and week. And the new one opens this week. So at a minimum, it's already at three point seven. The movie's definitely at a minimum making three hundred. They're yeah. they're gonna have four billion easy. In five movies. In five movies. That is wild. <laughs> that is wild, bro. That's all I that's it, yeah. I just found all that fascinating because I had no idea. And it makes sense why minions are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, can you imagine that's just a box office. Can you imagine the toy sales? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Ungodly. All the memes that moms share. Come on. Thank you for bringing that to the box office, man. I did not know that. I yeah. legit did not know that. Yeah. Wild, isn't it? That's insane. You're like, how do they keep making these Minion movies? Because they make billions of dollars. That's why. They're like, you know what? We'll stop when you stop we'll watching We'll stop them. when you stop. You're going to go see it. Yeah. Complain all you want. People are <laughs> seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like whenever they raise the price of Disney, people are like, why are you doing that? And they're like, because you're still going to come, you idiots. <laughs> That's why we keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, this ties in well that, yes, I think Minions is going to be number one at the box office next week. Yes. I was just more curious how we'll do, given that animated movies have not done well. Dude, watch this movie just fucking... (laughs) I hope Minions clears Top Gun. That'd be so funny. Oh, my God. Oh. Well, do you know offhand? Don't they do? They do. They do box office estimates, right? Yes. Do they the do they have do they have any prediction for minions? I, I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm gonna go. I'm a, call me crazy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. 60. They're very conservative with their estimates. The studios. Oh, so. I'm I'm gonna say thirty four. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a healthy forty five. They're projecting it to make sixty five to eighty. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and you just said yourself they're conservative. This thing could clear a hundred. It could. Oh my god. Nick, is it gonna when we do box office next week, is it gonna make a hundred million dollar opening? Wait, because Doctor Strange had the biggest opening of the year, right? So far? Oh my god, hold on. I forgot what it was. <laughs> We've spiraled. So, okay, maybe minions won't get it. It made um Doctor Strange 2 made 185. Oh, no. Minions ain't getting that. There's no way. But there's a possibility. It it tops 100. There's a chance. For sure. I love that. I I cannot. (laughs) I cannot wait. If the movie's great, too, I'm going to sing high praises next week. Oh, yeah. So what do you guys think about all of that box office craziness? Let us know as we move on to our next story. (laughs) Dude, I can't fucking believe that. It's fascinating, isn't it? It is. It's so interesting. Like, I would have 100% said Toy Story. Yeah. A thousand percent. Hands down. I've enjoyed all the Despicable Me movies. I'll say I'll say it. I'll say it. I've only seen the first one, and I'm Minions 2 on Thursday. You haven't seen any of the other ones? I, you know what? No, I've seen Despicable Me 2. That's with the girl, right? Yeah, with the I've seen the uh, me too. the uh, like the luchador villain. Yes, that was supposed to be Al Pacino, but then they recast. Yes, yeah. The third one, the bad guy is um, 
One of the uh, South Park guys, right? Yeah, Trey Parker, I think. Yeah. yeah. But I never saw that one. It was pretty funny. Oh, good times. Anyway, our next story. Um, so, Nick, we might spiral again. <laughs> so, as you know, Sony's making a Madam Web movie. Yes. But we don't know what the fuck the movie is going to be because the popularization of Madam Web came in, like, the animated series and then later comic books. Yeah. Of Spider-Man. And it was about this girl, this woman, old woman, hooked mm-hmm. up to a machine that looked like a spider web, and she could like travel them, not travel the multiverse, but she could like kind of pull people from multiverses, mm-hmm. and like she kind of like was responsible for the Spider Verse. So they're making that movie. We're like, okay, I don't know how you make a lead character out of that, but then they casted Sydney Sweeney, they casted Dakota Johnson as the lead. As Dakota the, Johnson as, is Madam as Madam Web allegedly, yeah. and now Deadline is reporting. That Emma Roberts has joined the cast of Sony's Madam Web. This is what Deadline had to uh, say. Isab- Isabella Merced is also in it. Yes. Thank yes. you. Exclusive from Deadline. Emma Roberts is the latest addition in the ensemble cast of Sony Pictures' Madam Web, starring Dakota Johnson. Also on board, Sydney Sweeney, Celeste O'Connor, Isabel Merced, and Tahar Rahim. For S.J. Clarkson, Matt Sazama, and Burke Sharpless, Pen the screenplay with Kareem Sanga writing a previous draft. I believe some of those are Morbius writers. That my, is true. To my understanding. And S.J. Clarkson, the director, uh, I believe she was the showrunner of Jessica Jones. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. I believe. So, oh, there's a mixing of talent here, if I that's believe. the case. Here. I believe. I'll, I'll fact check while you're going. Um, in the comics, Madame Webb is depicted as an elderly woman with blah, 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 but we talked about all that. Robert's role in the film is unknown. Well, thanks for that deadline. But, yeah, listen. I I don't know what this movie is. I don't think Sony knows what this movie is. There was even, remember, there were reports a while back saying, like, oh, they might, like, just not do Madam Web. Like, even though they're making Madam Web. Like, they're like, oh, we might, like, make it different, but, like, not Madam Web. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> what does that mean? That, that's a Madam Web, yeah. Yeah. Uh, S.J. Clarkson was an executive producer. It said listed as one episode of Jessica Jones and two episodes of Defenders. I, I don't know how IMDb Dire- works. I think she directed the pilot. She also directed a few of them as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently, she was an executive producer on the show Made for Love, okay. which just finished its second season on HBO Max with uh, Kristen Milioti, who played the mother. Yes. And um, uh, the guy we love from Game Night. Oh, he's the other lead. Yes. I can't remember his he's name. He's also in Aladdin. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, very cool. But just Emma Roberts joining Madam Web. What's that, going on? That movie just perplexes me. Yeah. See, when I saw Emma Roberts in a headline, I was like, "Scream Six? Scream Six? And I was like, "No, how? No fucking!" If for those of you who know those movies, I'm like, "Uh, what?" And then it was like Madam Web, and I was like, "No." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I. They're stacking the cast. That is a solid cast. Ha- has the Sony Marvel Universe not stacked their cast? That Yeah. <laughs> eh? Now, here's my question, right? Because there's a lot... There's a lot of female characters that... Female heroes on the Spider-Verse side of things that have not been delved into. Yes. That is true. Right? And a lot of just female characters in general. So do you think we 
are seeing these actresses who are coming in as bigger names who are going to be playing more popular characters. You know, like, do you think we have a Spider-Gwen? Do you think we have a Silver Sable? Do you think we have a Black Cat here? Like, do you think we're going to get... Or Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Do you think we're going to see these? Maybe. Or... I know Olivia Wilde was set to do some sort of Spider-Woman. I forget if it was a movie or show, but... I believe it was a movie, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Or do you think we see, like, a No Way Home scenario where maybe all these actresses are playing... Different versions of Madam Web. Different versions of Madam Web. Ooh. And we're going to be like universe jump. You know, that that kind of concept. What was the movie? I don't remember. But it was like the person was experiencing all the, they were like dreamwalking, essentially. It was like they could, they could, it was different universe versions of themselves experiencing like the same thing and then slowly figuring out like coming together. Not everything everywhere all at once. No, different. You gotta give me some actors' names or something, bro. I, I can't. I'm not gonna. I can't get it based. On anyway, that. maybe the concept is that we're seeing Madame Web in different universes, yeah. all experiencing the same thing and coming together for a mystery. It's entirely possible. Or maybe not. Or maybe know. there's Morbius and Venom and all that, all that fun stuff in it. Listen, I swear Craven to God, the Hunter. I, 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 who's not a hunter? <laughs> I hope. I hope that the post-credit scene they like age up Madame Web. And it's fucking Morbius and Vulture like going to her. Be like, you think Spider Man's got something but, to do with but, this? But Vulture's masked so that Michael yeah, Keaton doesn't have to go. That he it. has to record audio in his closet. Yeah. Yeah. And they they face. It's Jared Leto as the vampire, so they don't even need Jared Leto on set. They can just have a stand in and then yes. see. Oh. I mean, in fairness, we don't even have information on Craven yet. So yeah, that's true. We're not even going to be getting anything from Adam Web. No, not for a while. A long time. Yeah, they I don't even think they've started shooting yet. And even then, if we get a set photo, we're not going to get costume from that. No. They're going to we're going to see some tasteful pantsuits, and <laughs> that's about it. Good prediction. Good prediction. What do you guys think about Emma Roberts joining Madam Web? Let us know as we move on to our next story. Nick, if I told you that there was a film coming out. No, no, don't don't look. Don't look. Okay. Okay. Called The Pope's Exorcist. Sold. Okay. Okay. But let's let's pretend for the sake of argument that you weren't sold. Okay. Not sold. You don't have me. I don't have you. I don't know how I feel about that. It's about a real life figure named Father Gabriel Amorth, mm-hmm. who acted as a chief exorcist at the Vatican. Okay. And performed over a hundred thousand exorcisms. And wrote thousand. And wrote a book about it before he passed away in twenty sixteen. And what if I told you that the person playing this person was Russell Crowe? Are, 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 you, are you almost sold? Are you almost there? I'm almost there. You've piqued my interest. The person directing this film is the person who directed Overlord. <laughs> I'm there. Yo, there's going to be a fucking badass poster for this movie. Yes, there the is. The Pope's Exor- Exorcist? Yeah, The Pope's Exorcist. If they don't have a cool poster for that, why? Hold, yeah. so, hold on, let me let me read part of the story first. Yeah, this ahead. is an exclusive from The Hollywood Reporter. Russell Crowe is set to star in The Pope's Exorcist, a supernatural thriller that Julius Avery, the helmer behind 2018's Overlord, will direct for Screen Gems. Crowe will portray the real-life figure, Father Gabriel Amorth, a priest who acted as chief exorcist of the Vatican and who performed over 100,000 exorcisms in his lifetime. He passed away in 2016 at the age of 91. 
Amorth wrote two memoirs, An Exorcist Tells His Story and An Exorcist More Stories, and detailed his experiences battling demons that had clutched people in their evil. It goes on to describe details of them acquiring the rights, so on and so forth. But uh, but yeah, but what's funny is I had you <laughs> at the Pope's Exorcist, and then you kept and selling it just me. got better with Russell Crowe and the director of yeah. Overlord. I'm fucking there. I saved the story because I saw the headline and went, huh, "Yes, <laughs> just like we're that's all talk I needed." About that. Yeah. Yep. So I did quick maths, and correct me if I'm wrong. More than a hundred thousand exorcisms in his lifetime, right? So we take a hundred thousand, right? Three hundred sixty-five days in a year, right? Yeah. So divide by three sixty-five. That's how many years it would take doing one exorcist a day. Yeah. Divide by three sixty-five is two hundred and seventy-three. And he died when he was ninety-one, so he did more than one exorcism per day. Per day. He was a working man. Was there a line? I guess at the Vatican. So this guy's seen some shit. For sure. I can't wait. When's that come out? I don't know. There's no <laughs> details on that. Um, but it's going to be awesome. Because listen, I will never, ever let go a reason to talk about the movie Overlord. It's so good. And it went so underwatched it's in 2018. Good movie. It is such a great film. Watch Overlord. But uh, yes. So you know this movie is going to be scary. Yes. If there are action scenes, which I don't think there would be. But if there are, they're going to be awesome. Yep. And that... It's going to have a turn in the story at some point <laughs> that we're not going to be expecting. I You want to rewatch Overlord? After yes, this? I do. <laughs> the only problem that Overlord had was it marketed the zombies. Yeah. Dude, if I was sitting in that movie theater and they didn't market me one zombie, because you know that film would have opened to like 50 on Rotten Tomatoes. And we would go and we were watching it. We're like, how the fuck does this movie have a 50? This is goddamn brilliant. And then zombies. zombies. I would be like, like it would have completely like blew yeah. my mind. For those of you that don't know, Overlord is a basically a World War II movie that, in the middle, just has zombies and it's fantastic. Not a zombie movie. I mean, I guess technically. Yeah. But like, but like you would not think that if I didn't tell you that, like the trailers told us that, you would not have known as you were watching the movie because it is absolutely a fantastic war movie. It is. <laughs> it was so good. Because of that movie, the minute Wyatt Russell was cast in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we I was like, like, yeah, yep. absolutely <laughs> correct. 100%. He's so good in it. He's so good in it. Like, everyone's AF Fitz is in it. Yeah, from Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, no, good movie. Great movie. Let's check it out if you haven't seen it. So what do you guys think about the director of Overlord working with Russell Crowe on The Pope's Exorcist? Let us know down in the comments as we move on to our final story before we do some movie reviews. Uh, this one I find interesting. This isn't a confirmation of a story, but this is just something that I figured is worth talking about. Mm-hmm. So um, Christian Bale is doing press for Thor Love and Thunder because he plays Gore the God Butcher. Correct. And uh, Screen Rant was interviewing him, you know, on the press junkets mm-hmm. and kind of slipped in the question of, hey, you know, we had some Spider-Man actors kind of come back and do their thing. Would you ever be Batman again? Because the answer always in the past was no, 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 right? Yeah. Well, this is what Christian Bale had to say. In my mind, it would be something if Chris Nolan ever said to himself, you know what, I've got another story to tell. And if you wished to tell that story with me, I'd be in it. 
So you know how we're the kings of diving into things too much. Yes. What this tells me is nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Dumb and Dumber right now. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> now here's the thing: the more on the more unrealistic thing that would have to happen for this to happen is Christopher Nolan getting along with Warner Brothers again. But David Zaslav. And Christopher Nolan is going to make Oppenheimer. Barbie's going to crush Oppenheimer. <laughs> and Christopher Nolan's going to say, God damn it, I need something to get my rep back. And Zaslav's going to be sitting there with his axe like, what do you want me to cut for you? <laughs> I'll cut anything for you, Chris, to come back and do another Batman. And then he's going to cancel like seven movies to get the budget for Nolan's Batman. And he's going to do another one. <laughs> Watch Watch it happen. <laughs> Barbie's gonna. Barbie's gonna blow Oppenheimer out, right? Ironically, yes. <laughs> Dude, I think it might. Uh, it, it, it's very interesting, but. The movies are good, you know. You know my feelings toward Bale Batman. Not not my favorite, but. I love but the, but the movies. The movies. But the movies are great, but again, like you said, I if you told me what's more likely, Kristen Bale returning as Batman or Nolan returning to direct a Batman movie, it's Kristen Bale as Batman. Yeah, but he won't do it without Exactly. But I think the fact that he's publicly saying this, yeah, means something. He did go on to say in the quote that no no one's approached me about coming yeah. back and like because they, I think they asked about Flash and he's like I don't know what that is, like I don't know any about that. And he's he also said I'm going to read a quote here. We said, hey, look, let's make three films, and if we're lucky enough to get to do that, and then we'll walk away. Let's not linger on too long. And then he went on to say, but if he wanted to make a new story, I would do it. Mm -hmm. So something changed in his mind from never ever to, if Nolan does it. It's a quick coffee meeting with Nolan. Be like, yeah, what about this? So here's what I want to know. We dive into things too much, yes. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking... What could have happened to which he would just kind of change his tune like that? Maybe he's had a great experience working on Thor. Maybe he mm -hmm. likes money, you know, because they'd give him a hefty payday. Let me confirm something real quick before I say what I'm about to say. So uh, editing's fun. <laughs> I thought that Christian Bale was confirmed to be an Oppenheimer. He's not. But who's to say? Because there's a lot of Nolan alumni in that movie. Mm -hmm. that, a lot of Batman Nolan alumni as yes, well. Yes, that maybe. He came on to set for a day, did a quick little cameo. Maybe he's a fucking news reporter. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. And he was, and Nolan was like, out of curiosity, homie. And he's like, yes. If I were to like, I don't know, do another Batman, like, would you do it? And he was like, yeah, <laughs> why not? Well, Killian Murphy and Gary Oldman are both in it. Maybe he came yeah. to set just visiting just yeah. to say hi. And Nolan... <laughs> No one's just in the back like, huh? <laughs> Did you look at that. <laughs> None of these guys are dead. <laughs> we could do something with that. Yeah. Now, of course, what Nick and I are doing is all will wish fulfillment. This is not anything that's supposed to be happening. I just want it very badly. <laughs> I want it very badly. Because I, I still think, I know that people have different opinions on this. I still think The Dark Knight is the best comic book film ever made. And I think that Batman Begins is not far behind it. 
And Christopher Nolan is my favorite living filmmaker working today. Modern filmmaker, I should say. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for anything he does. Fascinating. It's the best comic book movie of all time, in your opinion. Yet behind you are three that are not The Dark Knight. Let me clarify. <laughs> I used to work at a movie theater. I did not work in a movie theater in 2008 where I could steal those posters. I know. I'm just mad. I'm just, I'm just, just messing I, with I, you. Here's the thing. I already, I, I I already collect Funkos and Blu-rays. I can't collect I can't posters. can't get into posters. <laughs> you have a lot of posters, though. I do. They're all in that closet right there. Well, uh, posters, like, you could buy more shelves. It's like you only have so much wall space. Yeah. But with these, though, I can pop I can pop these bad boys open and replace them. You can, yeah. So I'm thinking about doing themes. Like mm-hmm. this Halloween, I'm going to get, like, the Evil Dead, Malignant, and oh, um, cool, yeah. another one. But Or I think I have three Malignant posters. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> Are you able to, <laughs> like, um, find double-sided ones online? Yeah. Yeah, you can Movieposters.com. But anyway, what, what do you guys think about that? Let us know down in the comments. And uh, we're going to close off with some movie reviews. Uh, I used to do individual movie reviews, and I'd like to do them again someday, but we're still making a movie. Mm-hmm. Li- I, life is hard. And uh, let me tell you about how convenient it is to just film them during the podcast, which if you guys don't like, I apologize. But <laughs> it helps. And uh, we're, I was thinking today we're going to be talking about um, the black phone and Elvis. Mm-hmm. Non-spoiler reviews, although if you know anything about history, you know how Elvis ends. But, um, yes. First, let's do Elvis, because I really want to save the black phone for last. Okay. Elvis, I thought was it was good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, it's a Boz Lerman movie, through and through. You gotta be it's ready for it. 50 cc's of adrenaline straight to the heart. Yep, you gotta be ready for it. It took yeah. me about 15 minutes to adjust to it. But I thought, um, from the moment he did the wiggle finger scene to the end mm-hmm. was pretty great and uh it, it had some pacing in the first yeah. hour that were kind yeah. of mm. it was either 20 the movie is either 20 minutes too long or two hours too short that's how i feel about it yeah and um austin butler fucking fantastic in the movie oh yeah like career defining yeah like, I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck tom hanks was doing but like he Tom. just wanted to hear the Sandy Claus song. <laughs> Tom Hanks was in a different movie, and he was having the time of his life. <laughs> but not in the good way that we normally like. No. Not like Gary Oldman Hitman's body. Now, now, here's the thing. I bet you he did it. I bet this reminds me of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Mm. And that I bet you he was told to play the character that way. Yeah. And he nailed it for that, but I don't think it worked for the movie. Yeah. Um, The... Other characters. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard you say about Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. But it's, it's true, though. No, yeah, it, it didn't work for the movie, but man, he. But he he <laughs> he did. If that's what if that worked, if that is what the assignment was, he gets a one hundred. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and like uh, uh, another thing would be like in the movie, like the other characters in the film, some of them are kind of flat, some of them were cool. Like the guy from Stranger Things and Power Rangers was good. Yeah, the actor playing BB King was good, and the character BB King was good. Um, Austin Butler doing his own singing was insane. Uh, Priscilla had some good moments too when they actually mm-hmm. gave her something to do. Yeah, she was just kind of there. She comes for in in the later it. half yeah. of the movie. Um, I thought their relationship with Elvis and his mom was weird. It was a little, a little awkward, <laughs> a little on the nose and strange. Uh, I understand what they were going for. I just came across the wrong way to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was very much like uh, uh, 
Norman and Norma Bates from Bates Motel. That Buster <laughs> and Lucille Bluth from yes. Arrested Development. Oh my God, yes. Like it was just very like. There's one thing to be a mama's boy. Yeah. Could have just been like, oh, I'm gonna call my mama real quick. Yeah, yeah. Then there's one thing of like, she'll never be me, Elvis. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but but overall though, if I had to give it a grade, I'd probably give it a B plus. B plus. I think I gave it on on Letterbox, which has a, a five star rating. I think I gave it a three and a half. Yeah. Honestly, I'd give it a four, but Tom Hanks, it just it really took yeah. me out every time. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I watching? But like, mm-hmm. three of those stars is just Austin Butler <laughs> himself. Like, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and I, I also didn't like how it would. Like it was, it's opens from the Colonel's perspective and he's like, I'm going to tell you the story, but then it completely abandons that. And, yeah. but then it goes back. Well, see, like, yeah. cause like there are scenes with, without the Colonel in it. And it's like, well, then it's not his version of events. Cause he's not there, you know? And yeah. it's like, what? Like he's an unreliable narrator. Yeah. But, but, but he's not in every scene. Like the reason why that works in most movies is cause that person will be in every scene. Yeah. Like Joker, for example, works as an unreliable narrator because Joaquin is quite literally in every scene in that movie. Yeah. There isn't a scene without him. So it's like, it makes sense, you know, but, but yeah, but I mean, overall though, I sound like, I don't like, I like the movie. Yeah. And I thought there are a couple scenes in the movie that are, I would all cylinders. Fantastic. When it, when it comes like out on streaming or something, like I'll definitely go revisit sequences Mm -hmm. in like 20 minute chunks of that movie yeah but i it's a lot to take in and i again i didn't really care for the first hour Mm -hmm. uh aside from like the wiggle finger scene but after that it it took me a minute to to read this but actually about the singing he did an interview Mm -hmm. where he talked about it it wasn't all him okay so he said that 50s and 60s was all him okay he said, when you get into the 70s, they mix the two. Okay. And some of it's him and some of it's Elvis because he couldn't, I guess, hit certain parts that Elvis had. Yeah. Which one, fantastic mixing because yeah. uh, yeah. it's seamless. Yeah. Um, and then he said that the Unchained Melody scene was all Elvis. Okay. Because he was like, that's too iconic. Like, yeah. that. that is Elvis. Like, yeah. I... I didn't even want to if I can't do that right. Yeah. But still, if they're mixing everything, that's you cannot tell. Yeah. It was it was excellent. It was excellent. So that's Elvis. Let's talk about the black phone. Let's talk about the black phone. Dude. Yeah. Wow, what a movie. Yes. And I, I I've been trying to convince a lot of my friends and people at work, colleagues to go see the movie and they're like, but I don't like horror. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> I, I, I want to just have a conversation with you mm-hmm. like you know and i know people have their preferences but it's like horror you can tell such deep stories yeah. and like talk about uncomfortable things but have a heroic outcomes and like i love horror movies i took a whole s- class on specifically slasher movies in college it paid money yeah on that class and it was excellent but like well, it is a horror movie. Um, only three jump scares. All three are fucking great jump scares. Like, I distinctly yeah. remember th- yeah. each three of the jump scares and how good they are. Um, the film's directed amazing. The script is pretty airtight. And because, like, one thing about Sinister, I love Sinister. 
the horror movie that mm-hmm. Scott Derrickson and this whole team also made. I just have like one or two things with that script that I don't like, but it's like nitpick little stuff. Yeah. This one, there's so much setup and payoff and like little stuff that I wasn't even considering that go into the screenplay. That's really well done. Yeah. It's like a tight hour 40, hour 45. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it is fucking great. And it relies mostly on child actors mm-hmm. and they all kill it. That's hard too. Cause half the time child yeah. actors, it, it's a toss. Yeah. up. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke, as always nailed it. Yeah. And on top of that, the underlying themes of the film, the, what it means to be a victim, giving power to victims that in the real world can't have that power. I'm being very vague. Yeah. So not to spoil anything. And to the arc of the main kid is so well done and how he changes throughout the film. Yeah. Obviously through traumatic events, but still. The best way I could describe that movie is that movie is just a, it's, just, it, it's a complete meal. Yes. You, you eat it and you are, you are full. Yeah. But you do you you don't want any more from it. You're like, no, I don't want to be gluttonous. Like mm-hmm. I, it's like it just beginning, middle, end, three acts, just boom, 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 all yeah, working beautifully together. And by the end, you're just like, I feel satisfied. I don't want to speculate anything. I don't want more of this. I don't want less of this. Like everything is just. And like even the stuff where I was getting worried about in the movie, like yeah. there's there's a character that comes halfway through the film. Yeah. Where I was like, uh oh. Like when he came in, I'm like, is this is this where the movie starts to yeah. lose me? I thought they handled that shit perfectly. Well then literally the end of the first scene he's introduced in and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like it's one thing if he was just the one thing where you're like, Yeah, yeah we're gonna go this route and then you yeah. find the end, you're like, Oh For what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just love that the actor. Yeah. Which I won't say who it is for those who want to go. Yeah. But, and, and just like, it, it, it does classic horror things. Like, the the grabber is Ethan Hawke's name in the film, his character. And uh, the way how it won't show his other victims. Like, they, you see the car pull up and then it just fades to black. Yeah. And then you do other things and it just fades to black. Like whenever you see him. Yeah. And you're just like, cause that imagination, that classic horror thing of like, God, like what's happening to these kids. And it was something so visceral and real. Cause it was seventies and you know, kidnappings, which happened all the time. Yeah. By the way, felt very legit seventies, not like movie seventies. Mm-hmm. And this film is brutal. And not just in terms of like the kidnapping, like these kids fight at school and they're <laughs> fucking each other up, dude. Yeah. And it's, but it like, it, it, it takes that visceral nature of it and just the environment that they're in because the real world where these kids are beating the shit out of each shit out of each other is still not as bad as him being in that room. Yeah. And I think it nailed that perfectly. And the, the sister steals the show. She was very good. Fantastic. And I love that the movie didn't explain the supernatural shit. Cause obviously when you realize what the movie is about, it's very supernatural. Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't waste any bullshit time being like, this is how this is possible. And, and this is how this, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, fucking no, man. Just all, there was one line of dialogue and it was good enough for me about the sister aspect. Yeah. That was good enough for me. Yeah. 
they didn't explain anything about the main part of the movie. No. And I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Because I still thought, I was just like, this is cool. I'm in. Like, instantly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for being vague. I just genuinely don't want to ruin this movie for anyone. It is an A. Pl- Check it out. It is an A plus for me. It's my second favorite movie of the year behind Everything Everywhere All at Once. Five stars. I have it in the exact same space currently. Really? I believe so. I don't. Oh, dude. I, I don't know if I could do my top five of the year so far right now. All right, no particular order. No particular order. Everything Everywhere. The Black Phone. Top Gun Maverick. The Batman. And The Northman? Okay. Scream? Fuck, dude. Dude, X. Dude, what a year for horror. Oh, my God. X, Scream, and The Black Phone? Are you fucking serious? Uh, also, Fresh. I watched Fresh. I you, haven't seen it. You should watch Fresh. Okay. You should. Yeah. <laughs> For that look you just gave me, I'm going to watch the movie. <laughs> all, all four of those. You're like, what a year. Yeah. Uh, currently, I have Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Black Phone, The Batman, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, I mean, it was. Yeah, but yeah. That, was, that was really good. And then uh, Screen, currently. I have that above Northman, Top Gun, and then X are the next three in line at that. Dude, this list is going to be hard at the end of the year. We're, <laughs> not, we're not even close to Oscar season yet. It is. Oh, fuck. I, oh, no, I'd have to. Yeah, no, Elvis, Elvis might sneak its way in there. Yeah. Do you want to know You want to know what currently my number 10 is? Because I've been keeping track as we go to the movies. I added yeah. to my list. I don't have to do it at the end. <laughs> my number 10 right now is Jackass Forever. Good. It was great. Uh, granted, this all is going to change very yeah. Very much, especially but. with when the Oscar season happens, that's when everyone's list goes out the fucking window. Oh yeah, it's it's done from there. But yeah, so right now we're getting all the summer blockbusters and the, oh, I didn't yeah have to add Jurassic World. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, please go see both of those films if you can. I know money and safety permitting, mm-hmm. but I I'm gonna say it though, if you just have to pick one, Black Phone, go see the Black Phone, Black Phone, and you can watch it twice in about the same runtime as Elvis. <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> and it's plus we love Scott Derrickson here. We love C. Robert Cargill here. We love scary shit. We love scary shit. We love Ethan Hawke. We love deep thematic themes. Yes, we do. We love having to take a moment after watching a movie and decompress. That's yeah. the word Kyler used. He, as soon as it was over, <laughs> he looked over and said, "I need to decompress." <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good, good oh, and coming back to last week, yeah, we talked about how rarely the three of us are on the same page. This was a three. All of us loved it. Bing, bing, bing. Yep. That's how you know it's good. Wow. And that's saying much on our tastes. I'm gonna force Shonda. <laughs> I'm gonna force Shonda to go. Good. Because I texted her immediately, and I was like, "You gotta go watch." Like the whole family. I had yeah. a group chat. I'm like, "Gotta go see it." Dad and Peyton didn't respond. My mom was like, "Absolutely not." And I'm like, "I don't think you understand how good this. Like, you have to go see it." And she's like, "No." I'm like, we're going to go at a, see it. At a group text with my uh, my aunt and my mom, and my aunt sent a TikTok about the Elvis movie. Mm-hmm. I said, I saw it. It's really good. Don't know what the fuck Tom Hanks was doing. <laughs> and they were like, what? And I just ran on this tangent. I'm like, all the good things. And I'm like, but Tom Hanks is just sitting there, yeah. and I don't know what's happening with him. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was just like, I feel the same way. Yeah. And then my dad got mad when I made fun of the colonel. <laughs> <laughs> Sanders or Tom Parker? Tom Parker. Uh, but like he'd be mad at both. Yeah. But uh but, but it was it was just 
My mom hasn't seen Doctor Strange 2 yet. And it's on Disney. I'm going to... And she won't watch it without me because she gets lost. She texts me. I know you don't like... That's on my... That's going to be on my list, by the way. But... Okay. There's you, there's no way Doctor Strange breaks your top 10 of the year. It, by end of year. It definitely will break top 20. Uh, now, granted, unless 20 movies come out that are... I think are better, which is possible. Yeah, I forget you're a coward. It just won't cut down to 10. If I do, hey, <laughs> it might make the top 10. It might not. There's a big chance that it won't. Oh, no, I just mean in general. It's having a top 10 list. Oh, that's true. Makes my life hell, because, like, if you yeah. looked at my top 20 now, it's like the Charlie Day rom-com that came out. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? It's like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a day off work sometime before the end of yeah. the year and watch every streaming movie in a day that I didn't watch. Oh my God. Or I might take off like a Friday so I can do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just, just watch every it. streaming movie of 2022 that I skipped on. That you wanted to see. Yeah. Because like, dude, for some reason, this makes no fucking sense. I just have such a pattern of going to movies yeah. that when a streaming movie comes out, unless it's something I'm so looking forward to, I miss it. Mm. And I just can't, I don't have time to watch it like at home just because my schedule revolves around going to the theater. And like, um... Like I said, unless it's something I'm like, like really the gray man, like the gray man will be watched. Yeah. Um. There's another one. Prey will be watched. Not wait for Prey. Dude, they slash them comes out August fifth. Oh, we did not even talk about they slash them. Okay, okay. Before we go, before we go, before we go, <laughs> Nick, Nick, you informed me of a film. Yes. That I had no clue about. Yeah. A couple days ago. Yes. And it. Just talk about it again. It's a horror movie that takes place at a gay conversion camp. It's a slasher movie. Uh-huh. That takes place at a gay conversion camp starring Kevin Bacon. We love him. And the title is called They Slash Them. <laughs> with like the that is it's they but it's the backslash them. But it's they slash them. And it's a yeah. Like a horror genius. film. Genius. It's the best fucking title ever. You, you can't beat that. And here's the thing, the trailer, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Peacock, August 5th. Check it Pe- out. Why did they dump that on Peacock? I mean, I know why. I'd be first in line to see that. Me too. Yeah, there's so many good horror movies coming out and, this year and still. We, and we were just talking thematic horror. Yeah. You know they're going to break our hearts in that movie. Oh, yeah. And go ahead, other horror movies coming out. Prey. Well, they slash them. Prey. You forgot about Pearl. The prequel to X. I did! Is that this year? It should be, isn't it? It just said coming soon, but that was holy fe- fuck. It was February. It said coming soon, so keep talking. I'm gonna. I doubt that. that it's 23, but is it? It's Pearl, right? That's her name. Well, no, 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 no. I think Pearl is next year because X came out this year. Yeah, but it said coming soon. I took coming soon as a February movie, meaning by end of year. Is it saying it's out already and it's on streaming and no, we missed dude, it? I would, I, like, I well, would have immediately well, ended the show. <laughs> we're gonna go watch that. Screw editing. There's no release date. Cowards. But IMDb, it says 2022. And I'm like, dude, two movies in in one year of the same franchise? That'd be fucking gnarly. But anyway, so we got that, right? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Dude, there were so many trailers for good ones. What's the one with Pennywise in it coming out? I don't think I was in the theater for that one. Oh, there's a great one. Hold on. I'm going to look it up coming out. Uh, Watcher was apparently very good. I haven't seen that. Yes. Uh, the, the Coven. Studio 666 came out this year. I, I forgot about that it. one, too. I never saw it. 
Texas Chainsaw, but we don't talk about that one. Um, Barbarian. That's the one with Bill Skarsgård. That Bar- shit looks good. Barbarian? Yes. Oh, and there's another movie coming out that's basically the poor man's ready or not. Mm-hmm. But instead of it being a cult family, they're vampires. And she gets married. Hell yeah. But but in the setup, I, I can't... If you can know the name of this movie, because I, I didn't see the title yeah. in the trailers. She, instead of like going to a wedding and they're all vampires, she gets invited to a wedding, doesn't know that she's the bride. Oh. And at the wedding... They the main guy grabs her and is like, "Time for the ceremony," and they're all fucking vampires, and she's got to get out. And that's with Bill Bill Skarsgård. No, no, no. That's um, a barbarian. Barbarian. Sorry. That movie is about two people who accidentally book the same Airbnb, and then it's a fucking horror movie. Oh hell yeah! I'll show you the trailer. I after. wanted to see that Hatch movie too. Hatching, hatched. Yes, about the fucking egg. I think that came out this year too. Yeah. That's got to be streaming soon at some point. Yeah, there's so many good horror movies. And then we're making a horror movie that comes out. Th- we are making a horror movie that comes it, out. It might come out this year. We'll watch it this year. <laughs> It'll be done for us. Yeah. It'll either be a hell of a horror movie to end 2022 or with. Or to start or off Or a 2023. hell of a horror movie to begin 2023 Yes. With. And uh, I also star in a horror movie that comes out, I think, in a couple weeks. Oh, yeah? I think. I know it's summer. That's that's the last what I was told. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called The Curse of Bloody Mary. It's part of the Ominous Project Universe, and it's on POV Horror, the streaming service. The first one is. I'm not in the first one, but I'm in the sequel, and it comes out this summer. I'm really bad at promoting things. <laughs> but, yes. My character's name is Dallas Richards. What a fucking name. Right? Right? Oh, I love that. Dallas Richards? Yep, and my wife is Brooke Richards. You have a wife? I got a wife in the thing. Yes, I do. That's a good name. It's no Rain Delacorte (laughs) from Jurassic World Dominion. The only good part of the movie. I gave that movie one and a half stars. The one star is because (laughs) a character's name is named Rain Delacorte. I'm mentally done. I'm yep. exhausted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm so sorry to all the viewers <laughs> for dealing with this episode. Who knows what in the edit what this is going <laughs> to fucking be. I got a, I got a task ahead of me. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. Also, if you're an audio listener, which, by the way, you can find us on every, I, mean, I think, every podcasting app of choice. Yeah. If you can't find us on one, let me know, and I'll try to fix that. Um, but if you're audio listeners, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. You can watch us do the show and if you're watching us but you're you have a long drive or you don't really have time to watch the whole video you can find us on your podcasting app of choice so you know cross platform and watch things also follow us on tiktok we're going to start posting clips from the show on there as well and uh our twitter for uh breaking movie news which may or may not end up being featured subjects on the show yes that is true that is true but for all the news we don't cover check us out on twitter and if you go to our page on youtube if you go to like about, we have links to all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can find that. Eventually, I'm going to make cool graphics with all of our ads on them, too. Ooh. Wouldn't that be? Oh, I'm not going to make them. I'm going to pay someone, too. But, <laughs> but, but yeah. Fair. Yeah. It'll be. I'm way too exhausted and yep. have stuff going on to do that. But, yes. Thank you guys so much for watching. And we'll fucking see you next time. <laughs>